So, Scotty, Fast and the Furious is the, the worst, worst ride I've ever been on. I don't care if it had <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. I don't care if it had Ludacris. I hate that ride. I hate the stupid ride. I hate the cars. I hate the rain. I love E.T.'s Adventures. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am the Shillmaster 5000 himself, Scotty Moore. And hey, it's me, the B, back again, my friends. The plattest man on the planet. I guess we're just getting down to brass tacks. and very business-like today, Scotty. Back at it again at Fight Boys. Whoosh! <laughs> Jump up, kick down the fight voice sign. Let's be honest, we can't afford a sign right now. No. <laughs> uh, especially after my Disney trip. Um, and, and that other voice you're hearing is, of course, the man who's just browsing Chuck Taylor's Twitter account. So he's been surprisingly inactive this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we did have us a good time watching Best Friends and drinking at your house, at which point... <laughs> The greatest revelation from that video was the revelation that apparently Ryback likes to watch porno while driving from show to show. While driving, so he'll like get it, he'll get his old pop socket out, and that's not a euphemism. Put it up there on the dashboard, put some porn on, and then I guess get his other pop socket out. No, no, no. It, it, according to, according to. To to Greg, it, it was just like it just calmed him down while he was driving. It was just you <laughs> it know, just it calmed him down. Mm-hmm. You know, just the sound of some, just the sound of some eighteen year old being plowed plowed from behind, just really really helped him helped him chill. I just love this concept of a All porn right. star walking up to Ryback after an intense match and just being like, "Hey, big guy, sun's getting real low. Now watch me suck this dude's dick." Actually, it was oh. Daniel Bryan that discovered that. He just started playing <laughs> porn for him. Yeah, yeah. It was the Ryback. That's how he got so many shots off at him. <laughs> Blake, that's not a good sentence to say in this conversation, buddy. Bitch, I know what I said. <laughs> oh, man. So, we're back at the world of wrestling. We're And, uh... Did we discuss the fact that they were probably going to ruin Sasha Bailey, and then this week they promptly ruined Sasha Bailey? I think I yeah. called that in February? I'll say February. <laughs> February. <laughs> I don't understand how they could simultaneously ruin that angle as well as my favorite on-screen doctor in one <laughs> swift motion. I will say, I don't think really they easy. ruined him, because you sent us probably the best clip of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No! We'll be right back. God, I fucking love, just like putting the uh, the stinger for the Eric Andre show at the end of stuff like that is one of my favorite things I've seen yeah. someone ever do. But yeah, uh. I, I, I just remember... I think it was last week was when I knew it was going to go down because Kurt Angle, instead of being like, y'all are going to settle this the raw way, we're going to have a match. Instead, he was like, you're going to therapy. Kurt, you sure about that, buddy? Yep. 
Didn't I was you really, s- I was, listen, when they said that, I was like, I really hope they're going to say, like, hug it out. And then Bailey gives Sasha a belly, a belly to belly. Yeah, yeah. Like, through a table or something, you know. Spice it up. Spice it up. No, <laughs> nothing. I mean, it, I think it's because allegedly they may be starting a women's tag division. And then you could have Sasha Bailey is like a new Listen, team allegedly I can but... suck my own dick. <laughs> 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 it's like allegedly Kenny Omega wants to go to WWE, but but until until I have you know like physical proof of said action, yeah. I mean, allegedly um, Kenny Omega can suck his own dick. So, mm-hmm. well, he has all of his. One rib, of those things is more probable than the other two. I'll let you decide. <laughs> we yeah. all know. We all it's... know the truth. Oh. Oh, did you guys see where Rusev finally talked about how he got back in that Undertaker match in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> that was. By the way, I love, wonderful. I love, I love, uh, I love an English's commentary for it. It's like, yeah, biggest match of your life. Decided to laugh at the chairman. Good job. <laughs> yeah. I, English I, was the best part of that clip. Just in the background, like, yeah, this was a great move, mm-hmm. Rusev. Great yep. move. I do also love the idea. Like, this really cements who Vince is in my mind. This story yeah. of you laugh in the chairman's face, he takes you out of the fucking match. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it was the tweet. It was the bury me softly, brother. <laughs> and then the prince of Saudi Arabia was like, no, I want to see Rusev. And everyone in WWE at once was like, why? Pro- proving that that Saudi prince is as big a mark as any of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know those websites like isdmxinjail.com and like is, like whatistoday.com? There oh, you mean a... like the uh, like the Twitter profile that just tells you if Test is still dead? <laughs> oh, that one's worse. Uh, but no, I, I need you to listen. Uh, listen, the... Scotty, do you have a do you have your, <laughs> do you have your phone out? If yeah, you could yeah. find, I need you to find that Twitter, and then I need you to tweet a link of that Twitter to Jay Hunter. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say tweet it to Chuck Taylor and be like, yo, dog. No. No, no, no. Tweet it to Jay Hunter because Jay Hunter is an alleged, or like, like a confirmed huge test mark. Oh, and that's no. just a great, this is a great dick move. That way yeah. we can get a start going across the ocean. That's going to be our big heel turn for the show, which. Yeah, that's, yeah. we're going we're gonna to fight with a much more popular show. <laughs> I mean, we've got to have one heel turn per show at this point, right? Mm hmm. I'm but usually yeah, I, the one that does I, it. I found istodayrusevday.com, and uh, yes, today is in fact Rusev Day, in case you guys were curious about it. I mean, I know exactly when Rusev Day is. It's a national holiday. Yeah. Well, I got so the day wait, off work for Rusev Day. When is uh, when's the next pay-per-view again? Yeah, Rusev Day. The Rusev Day pay-per-view on Rusev Day. On Rusev Day. If it wasn't for the fact that I would have to enter the city limits of Oxford, Alabama to smack you, Scotty, I'd drive up there. <laughs> well, see, you'd have to go through Aniston first, which is real bad. No, he would He would only have to go into Oxford. It's fine. But I would then lead him into Aniston, like, like in an RPG where a much more powerful monster starts chasing you down and you just run to the nearest village. Is I thought it was like, you were just taking him into the higher level wilderness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Extreme Rules, it's not this Sunday, it's the following Sunday. Okay, good. So I can enjoy, I can potentially enjoy the G1 special at the Cow Palace this weekend. 
and then cry well not cry i don't i don't care enough to cry about the wwe anymore but i can cheer cheer uh for rusev on rusev day yeah i do love how they like they do constable corbin this big awesome deal and then they're just like okay now you're in a feud with finn balor for no apparent reason hope you're cool with that you cool with that awesome dude yeah yeah, what's Braun I mean, doing at that's the some, uh That's some that's some nice momentum you've got mm-hmm. there. It'd be a shame if somebody were to 50-50 booking it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is Braun doing? He is waiting because he has a briefcase now and he doesn't have to show up for three months. Yeah, they're probably going to do some weird KO Braun p- blow-off. A, a, uh, a, a port-a-potty on a pole match, pole if match. you will. Well... It's just I... going to involve Braun actually blowing Kevin Owens' car up. Oh, yeah, yeah. With so, his fist. So, so, so from what I understand, the only reason to watch Raw anymore is because Seth Rollins is on it, and he's, like, trying like a motherfucker to put that show over on his own back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, wait, the Tibbs. the boy works. Tibbs, what are you doing? Why are you posting that, that, that image? Tibbs, stop in the posting chat. stuff in the chat. Oh, Tibbs, what have you done? God. Damn it, so, I love this. So we can confirm that uh, Kev, it, the match is going to be Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman in a Shania Twain in a shark cage match. With just Shania dangling over the head. And like, if if Kevin wins, she has to sing win. If Braun wins, she has to sing uh, that don't impress me much to Kevin. <laughs> Still better than the time they put Paul Elrig in the shark cage. Who? Oh yeah, I don't know who that person is because uh, WWE just said fuck him as soon as he got on the main roster, and now he's gone. Yeah, yeah. And so is AOP. So you know. Yeah, exactly. Just Hot just brought him up for a few. By the way, did you see that uh, on? Uh, I think it was main event or superstars or something. Uh, the Ascension got their first tag team win in two fucking years. years. My boys. This is it! They're coming back, guys! <laughs> It'll be no time until Connor is world heavyweight champion. Oh. I'm... Scotty, I could train, go to Japan, go through the young boy system, go to Mexico for an excursion, come back, come back to Japan, make my Wrestle Kingdom debut, and he still won't even be a mid-carder. Defeat Kenny Omega for the IWGP title. Like, all of this, and then Connor would still be in the mid-card. Still At that point, there. you would be signed to WWE and hot-shotted to the world championship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just... In which you beat both Connor and Victor in three men. <laughs> Vince is like, we're gonna no, get No, 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 I just... One. Like, like I debut by beating them in a handicap match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you a number one contenders match, but you know what? It doesn't matter because you're gonna win. So who do you want your opponent to be? Oh, I know who I want my opponent to be. As you hold up a middle finger, as you take a selfie and send it to me. <laughs> I'll look. I'll I'll go. I'll go like New Japan Carl Anderson. It look into the camera. And just start trash talking just you, like it's a one on one conversation. Yeah, exactly. Hey Scotty, you're gonna watch me beat your idol? Uh it's gonna be great, man. Hope you hope you got the hope you got the uh the TiVo on. I know that's not a thing, but I know you're poor. And just walk to the ring. 
Holy shit! Did you see they announced an, a match for All In? Yep. First Fuck time it. ever. Um, Rainmaker versus Villain. Yeah, holy shit, dude! See, I here's was... the weird thing about that is I see no world where Marty wins that match. <laughs> so that's, anytime Marty's in a match lately, that's kind of how I feel. Oh. The triple yeah. threat at uh, the triple threat at um, best in the world. That was one where I was like, maybe, maybe Marty could win it. And then uh, I think we were getting out of the New Japan show at roughly midnight. Twelve thirty. Let's be honest. At late as fuck, and Dylan just looks down at his phone and goes, "Well, Dalton won. All right. Well, I guess we're just gonna drive home a little bit sad right now." My favorite part about that was the next day where we were talking about the well, whatever city excellence match, and it was like, "Wouldn't it be really weird if they just like gave the belt to somebody off that?" It was yeah. like. I was like, you know, they could give it to Jay, but I don't think they will. But, like, he's the only one in that match if they were going to. I mean, Dolan's injured. That's real weird. And then he did later, and I was just like, holy fuck, can I see the future? Well, no, no, here's what it was. It was, uh, we jokingly were like, huh, what if they give it to Taven finally? And I was like, well, actually, you know, this would be an easy way to get it on Cody and make it a shock thing. And then I jokingly was like, yeah, there's no way lethal though, right? Ne lethal will never win that title again. And then later, I just remember getting a message from you, and it was just a link to the match result. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I've never been happier for I mean, Jay Lethal. I just hope it brings back like heel. Truth Martini? No, Truth I just, I I just want Truth Martini back. I miss Truth Martini a fucking lot, dude. Like his episode of Art of Wrestling is. Uh, just a lesson in debauchery. <laughs> My favorite thing with Truth Martini was watching, like, at the very beginning of when L.I.J. was a thing, when Jay Lethal and Truth Martini were inducted into L.I.J. for, like, a hot second. Oh, Truth yeah, Martini presented presented the Book of Truth that had a Japanese cover on it to Naito. And Naito opened it up and did his, like, like open-eyed, like, whatever thing at yeah. the book walking away like flipping a few pages and then doing it again like he had to like his eyes had been like he was woke by that book and it was one of my favorite things <laughs> yeah. that has ever happened man i i but i too want heal jay lethal like but here's the thing is that like face jay lethal might have legs in the company like especially if he brings back like i want truth martin to come back because i feel like the only way they can ever exercise the fact that Bullet Club rules their entire, like, show is to bring back, like, one of their old factions or make a new one that, like, yeah. can battle them. Because faction warfare sells. Look at New, look at new Japan. Yeah. It's yeah. a great way to get people invested. Uh, you just have to be able to book well, which is already their weakness. And then you need good camera work, which is also their weakness. Really, they're kind of fucked, but go Jay Lethal. You know what I miss, and there's no way they could bring it back because a majority of this stable is in WWE now? I miss Scum. Scum was <laughs> a really good fucking team, dude. Uh, king of the old school. When you got Carino and Jimmy Jacobs, you get old school nasty and new school nasty. You know what I'm fucking missing right now in WWE? I'm missing some stables. Nah. Yeah, man. I love horses. Yeah. So Give me all I, of I them. think I think there's like this I don't know. 
They don't like like Vince already doesn't like tag teams because if one of them get injured, the other one's not good for anything. So yeah. I think like he feels like stables are an extension of that. I mean, look what happened when he tried to bring the Shield back. Like Dean got injured a month Ooh. in. Mm-hmm. That was doomed to fail from the start. That well, one was rough. You know what the last stable I really enjoyed was, and I just now remembered what two thirds of it was, and I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. I really fucking liked the Cosmic Wasteland. The fucking goal, the Stardust at his peak with the Ascension was the yeah. best. Because anytime you if let only, Cody if... just be insane, it was brilliant mm-hmm. TV. If only... only Cesaro hadn't gotten hurt and they could have continued the Swiss Superman versus the Cosmic Wasteland feud. Because that was where that was going. And then Cesaro got hurt and they were, and then Cody got the old creative's got nothing for you talk. And it's... Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, so Blake, you, you, you want a new faction. What's your dream faction right now? In the Fed. In the um, Fed. It can only be Fed, Fed workers. Uh, fuck. Do you know how long it's been since I've sat through an entire episode of Raw or SmackDown? I want... Actually, no. Can we just... Since we got Team Hell No back, can we put Dr. Shelby with them <laughs> and just have him be the manager? And I think if I remember correctly... Was it Human Tornado who was also in that original skit? No. I think it... Yes, maybe. Hold on. I think it might have been Scorpio, and if it was, fuck me. Uh So 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 here's what I want. I want uh I want Becky Lynch and the Good Brothers. Yes. Oh, that would be lovely. So Unofficially, the team's the team's name will be. It's never gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Becky, who has been getting actual wins on SmackDown recently, which can I just say? I can only assume is a prelude to breaking my heart once again when she loses. Can I so just here's... say my Hold favorite on. fucking thing of all time is Becky recapping her matches on Instagram because she really? writes it for like me. It was a when she book. wore it. See, for me, it was when she wore a chipmunk tanuki and did Mario Kart racing with the New Day <laughs> while that Kofi was, was drag- dressed as Piccolo for no real reason. <laughs> Everybody else, Mario characters, Piccolo, chipmunk. That was how they, that was how they played that one out. I think yeah. X was just like, all right, we're all going to dress up as Mario characters, so uh, I'm, I'm going to be Wario. Um, which one do you want to be, Kofi? Piccolo. <laughs> My favorite no. Mario character, Piccolo. No, but Kofi, I didn't know. I'm a B Piccolo. And <laughs> they were like, all right, we respect you. You're the veteran here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vet so gets what I, he wants. So, so I actually have a, a, an idea of what might be happening uh, with, the, with the WWE. So there's, I see one of two things happening with the SmackDown women's title. Uh, either they do the smart thing and take the belt off of Carmella and give it to Asuka... And then have Becky challenge Asuka in what is essentially a submission match, which will actually be like chain wrestling and submissions because that's what they're both good at. Or um, they decide to just like kick uh, NXT in the balls again and have Asuka lose a second time. And Oof. then Becky Becky beats Carmella by literally snapping James Ellsworth and her arms at the same time. Yeah. Like, yes, just throws I James Ellsworth that. on top of them, fucking disarmors both of them at the same time. I see no problem. That'd be a great pay-per-view finish. 
Can can I change my stable give, because I give, want Give me Road Dog's job. Yeah. I can do a better one. I want um James Ellsworth to be in a stable with Drake Maverick and Braun. What? And it's called it it's called Skinny Big Small. Skinny Big Small. The Kittle SBS. SBS, my favorite team of all time. We... Oh man, but you know what my fav where you can get my favorite shirts of all time, guys? For wrestling tees? They got a sale for one more day. WWE.shop.com. Nah, even even Chris Jericho said those shirts shirts were shit. I don't trust them. Pretty horrible. Merch dot a load of pure B ah fuck it. Barbershopwindow.com. No, uh merch dot a load of pure That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's the website where you can go to get all of your Fight Boys merchandise and, of course, some JWF merchandise while you're at it as well. We got shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be the Dylan, the Rat Sension, all your favorites. They got merch over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Now, unfortunately, Blake, you're going to have to leave for this next 30-minute segment. That's fine. I'm just looking up. The dude that played Kyle from Last Man Standing because somebody said that I looked like him. Oh. <laughs> dude, I got a... Dude, yesterday I got a... Hey, has anyone ever told you you look like Chris Pratt? Uh, which is... Which was a confidence boost. Because I, I assume they meant fat Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. <laughs> uh, anyone ever told you you look like a giant version of Chris <laughs> Pratt? Yeah. Uh, listen, like there was a part. There was a point in my life when I was in better shape, right around when Guardians came out, where I did look suspiciously like Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, after the uh, after the New Japan show, me and Dylan recorded a recap that was supposed to be like ten, fifteen minutes, and we took a whole thirty. So we're gonna cut to that in a minute. But before that, gentlemen, it's Dust Watch twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we time traveled. Yep. Yeah. I forgot we're still there. Yeah. Yo, at sexy Chucky e. T. I want you to know you and uh, at Trenty Lux commentary made your uh, matches on High Spots Network actually watchable. That. Uh, wait, hold on. Just randomly telling them that they had an unwatchable match. That you and at Trenty Locks all commentary. To be fair, Ch- Chuck Taylor insulted his own matches. So at that point, like, if he doesn't give a fuck. This is how we get in with him. It's, uh, oh, there's a term for it. It's where you insult a girl to, like. Just nagging? <laughs> yeah, we're nagging. We're nagging Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Fuck it. Nothing else has worked. Makes the, okay, that you and Trenty Locks alternate commentary on High Spots Wrestling Network makes those matches worth watching. Hashtag negging. Yes. Hashtag Hashtag retweet and follow. Dust watch. Hashtag dust watch 2018. Two minutes later, you've been blocked by Chuck (laughs) Taylor. Listen, if you want to get blocked by somebody, all you have to do is tweet at uh, Goldust, hey, do you still have that bin bag you used to wear? <laughs> no. And he will auto and he will auto block you. Uh, he has a bot set up for it. He does. Yeah. Really he really does. Uh fucking OSW reviews proved it. Like <laughs> Cause they kept they kept being like, Yeah, this person person wrote in telling us that they got auto blocked <laughs> for bringing up the bin bag. Alright. Oh, all right. Can we guy- um first can we um 
send out a quick shout out to the first ever June North American champion, Cole Cabana. Boom, boom, oh, look, Cole Cabana. Look, like, you boom, don't realize boom. how long me and Dylan talked about that New Japan show. We're going to go to it right now. Bye, guys. Like, this is going to be the shittiest fight boys. We are on point right now. We are on brand for fight voice. Listen, this is the best my audio quality has ever sounded. <laughs> everyone, everyone at home is just like, wait, that's what Dylan sounds like? Holy shit. Doesn't have a tin can this week? <laughs> Holy crap. Okay, so uh, this is welcome, everybody, to Fight Boys Live, where, uh, I mean, I, should we just say we went to see Kenny, Kenneth Omega's CEO X in Japan, in Japan show, and Dylan, things happened. Um... Yes. 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 Would you like to tell people what things happened, Scotty? Well, firstly, we had to drive like two. Well, my, hold on. Can we just discuss my favorite part of the evening, which was we already had to drive like an hour to your old apartment to drop something off. Then we had to go get Liesel. And on that little adventure, I was browsing through my phone and they finally announced there was going to be a meet and greet. And on that meet and greet was Chase Owens. <laughs> I have never yelled so loud in my car because I, I, I had brought brought the shirt. I hadn't brought the. It was the day of. Normally, if you announce a meet and greet, you do it before the day of. Before like two a.m. or two p.m. on the day of, and so Dylan was like, oh, since they're not having a meet and greet, I probably won't meet Chase. I'm not bringing the shirt." Dylan's uh, coveted Bullet Club shirt, and so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, and then I just looked down at my phone and said, oh, Dylan's going to be upset. Fortunately, despite the fact that CEO made me waste, like, probably $10 worth of gas and, so far. and an hour and a half of Scotty and Mai's lives, uh, we, uh, we did get there. In time to be in the massive line for everyone else, uh, Scotty. What 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 is the word you would use to describe the entrance and ticket situation of CEOX New Japan? I, I believe the exact phrase was a colossal clusterfuck. So uh, it, it turns out that despite this being a gaming convention full of you know cutting edge technology, uh, they didn't know what phone scanners for tickets were. <laughs> Because we had to go out of line, along with a pretty massive line of people, to the box office at the front of this to get the tickets that we'd already purchased printed off into paper form in what can only be described as a fruitless effort on the part of us to save the environment. I, I was fixing... No, no, no. My favorite little Dylan-esque punch to the dick was when we finally got our tickets... Along with, new, like, someone blatantly walked up like, we just want a refund. Can we please just get a refund? But we finally get our tickets and we start walking back. And as we go up to the, uh, go up to the door, they have phone scanners no, everywhere. No, they don't have phone scanners. They don't have phone scanners. They were just letting people with the digital tickets in. <laughs> That's even better. They were like... No, fuck it. We've had too many people yell. Yeah, because, well, probably because they were like, if we send everybody out there, that line will rival the line to get in here. Yeah. And then everyone will be unhappy. Mm -hmm. Just like the people we just sent over there were extremely unhappy. Right. 
Um, now, you're meeting with Chase Owens, who, fun fact, later in the night, I, we spent a solid full match shitting on Chase Owens, <laughs> and yet earlier in the night you gave him $20 for his autograph. How was that experience going through that colossal clusterfuck? Uh, you mean clusterfuck part two, electric boogaloo? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they decided that, you know, it being you know, new age, fuck lines. Yeah. We're just going to have a massive group of people around this table where fucking G.O.D. and Chase are. And we're just going to try to let this work out. So I finally weasel my way up there, despite being 6'5", get Chase to sign this shirt. And I just hand him a 20 because I have no idea what the prices are and I'm not going to ask. I, I was like, it's the worst case scenario. I have to hand him another five. She's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, anyone design this? He was like, yeah, yeah. I, I think he figured out what it was midway through signing it. Uh, and then he signed a picture for me. I told him not to autograph it to me. I don't really care. Look, I don't want Chase. <laughs> Chase is love. I, I do. I enjoy, I enjoy the concept that Chase would not have charged for an autograph and he just hustled you out of 20 fucking dollars. (laughs) He was just like, "Eh, thanks for this tip, and I guess I'm going to sign literally anything you give me at this point. That's fine. (laughs) The shirt is complete. Well, it's not complete. I still have four active member signatures I have to get. Now, you had your meet and greet. (laughs) I had a little bit of a different meet and greet, which is... I went out like, uh, let me just see what merch they have. Maybe they have like the cool Golden Elite shirt, whatever. So I went and I checked out the merch booth, and I got more tempted to buy a piece of Chase Owens merch than I'm proud to admit because they had the cool Crown Jewel Bullet Club shirt. And I was like, uh, no, I'm fine. I have enough shirts. So I start walking back, and I go, wow, damn, that dude, that dude's got Simon Gotch's mustache. That's awesome, dude. I just assume, like, wow, one of these wrestling hipsters showed up. And then I got a little bit closer. I'm like, damn, that dude's tall. A little bit closer. I'm like, damn, that dude's big and strong like Simon Gotch. Oh, fuck, that's Simon Gotch. Can I say that I love the idea that Simon Gotch went online, bought tickets for this, probably had to go through the same shitty process. Actually, no, they probably, somebody from them there probably was like, hey, can you have a ticket? We probably will called it. But still, the fact that he just showed up like a fan. Yeah, yeah. To the CEO show. My favorite my favorite thing about it was the fact that it was right, like, a few days right after we recorded last week's episode of Fight Boys where we talked insanely about how much got shit on Enzo. And so I walked up to him and I was like, of course Shillmaster 5000 kicked in. And I was like, oh yeah, me, me and my buddies, we do a show about uh, wrestling and... Last week's episode was a solid 20 minutes of us discussing you just ragging on Enzo. And he, it, Gotch ever the professional just went, I did not rag on Enzo. I simply stated facts, which is he's a terrible human being for what he did. And I was like, thank you, Gotch. So, yeah. Simon Grimm now, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, dude, no, you're not. not. I felt like shit because I called him Gotch when I walked up. I was like, Gotch, is that you? It's okay. He probably still gets it. He's, but, yeah, so we uh, we went through that debacle. We passed through the clusterfuck. I got the thing. And then we uh, we waited. We, we waited a lot. <laughs> we, waited, we waited a lot in that show. I would say that... Um, Start time was supposed to be 8.30. Uh, 
we got out of there at like 12:30. I would say a solid hour of that was just waiting and delays. Well, no, no, no. Uh, gate was supposed to open at seven. I'm fairly sure gate didn't open till like 7:30, 7:45. Card was supposed to start at 8:30. Didn't start till nine. And when the card started. <laughs> Well, firstly, I mean, we should address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that Kenny accidentally got a registered sex offender on his card. Like how you say it, like you open up like a like a bag of a box of cereal, and at the bottom, instead of telling you, oh no, got a registered sex oh, offender. Oh shit, dude! I got a sex. Ah, oh, damn it! I wanted the the special decoder ring, but instead, I got this sex offender with my with my Crispix. Um, so yeah, that match happened, and that's when me and you discovered we have the innate ability to become the Mystery Science Theater 3000 of professional wrestling, because we, we started, you started calling the match, like, legitimately for a while there, you were just like, ah, awesome lariat from him, going into it, and I was like, well, I guess I have to step in and be the color man on this one, and instead of being, like, talking about anything actually backstage because i didn't know anything i just started shitting on the wrestlers and that was the mistake because like three rows in front of us people started laughing we had the entire row and we were like which i'm fairly sure a few of them have subscribed so hello to our new subscribers who are here because me and dylan are terrible people so we gave plenty of, of praise to people throughout that match we also shit on stupid things that happened in those yeah. matches, uh, like like the first match of Florida Man versus um, oh. we named it. Oh, I'm fairly sure our nicknames for them were Constable Corbin because he did look like a very tiny Baron Corbin. I was like, man, come on, at least have some mimosas or something. Go full brunch boy. That was one, and then I uh, the other guy. Had it was literally Alberto Del Rio's ring gear, like the golden tights with like the white knee pads. He had it all, but he had Arabic across the back. So I and think, Hebrew. oh, it was Hebrew, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think we started for like Alberto Del Applebaum, like <laughs> just so many different names came to that man throughout that poor match. And then after that, what was the dude's name? Michael Michael Nozawa. Michael. Nakazawa? No, Michael Nakazawa came out and gave the greatest heel promo on a bunch of, like, know-nothing marks I've ever seen. It well, My favorite part was the fact that it, he wasn't like, I'm a better wrestler. He was like, Japanese people are better at playing video games than you are. And I was like, well, okay, I guess that's good here. I think I think I was in the audience going. I, I, we might have statistics to prove that yeah. in in a couple of games. I'm not sure, but uh, I got the people. It was it was actually funny. He brought out uh he, he brought out I believe he referred to him as Skinny Boy. Skinny Boy. Yeah, because so uh, speaks English actually pretty well, but with a pretty heavy accent. Yeah. And it just made it funnier. I'm sure he did that on purpose. He's a he's a former DDT wrestler. Um. And uh, a friend of Kenny's. But yeah, he beat that guy by taking a thong out from underneath his trunks, like over the leg, taking it off um, while his trunks were still on, and then attaching it across his hand and arm, and then basically... Like a, like a shitty Mr. Sacco, just putting it over his hand. 
and then and then just rubbed it on the kid's face. <laughs> you got that to type out, and then uh, and then something unfortunate happened. <laughs> <laughs> The best way to describe it. <laughs> Something unfortunate happened. And that was uh, the gentleman that r- that ran the show. I forget his name offhand. Um, uh, I think it's my- uh, Michael, I believe. Michael Jabaley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he all of a sudden is like, excuse me, essentially. But no one can fucking see him, including well, the cameras. Well, there's a reason no one could see him. He's in a fucking wheelchair coming through the crowd like a crippled Roman Reigns. <laughs> and then and then they can't get the gate open to let him into like or the, he can't get the barricade open to let him in. And then he tries to do it himself, fails, and just tells him to carry him over because he's got a boot on. Found out after the match he busted his Achilles training for the match, which good on him for training, but hilarious way for this to go. And then uh he proceeds to have a I don't know. I like a match. It's well, well, Michael Michael Nazawa proceeds to make me laugh incredibly hard by producing baby oil from somewhere in his trunks that I don't want to think about and then doing several uncomfortable comedy spots with them which probably make made some people like groan but made me laugh immensely. Well, not only that, we need to remember that the commentary team was not professional, like, I'm sure they were fans, but they were not professional wrestling commentators. We really do need to go back and listen to that, because they may not have, can you imagine if they weren't even fans? They were just, the, this is the first pro wrestling they'd ever seen. They got that dark match, then Michael Nazau comes out and starts smothering people with thongs that he's worn. In baby oil. Yeah, so that, ma- well, you forgot to refer, that's actually the third in the trilogy of the night, that's Clusterfuck 3. <laughs> Um, and well, the problem I was having is I'm thinking like an artist, I'm thinking rule of threes. You have one dude, skinny boy, come out, get beat up. You get Jabaley to come out, get Jabaley, get beat up. And then you have, what's the phrase? Oh yeah. An actual wrestler come out and then finally give the evil foreign heel his comeuppance. No, instead Jabaley delivers a, I, I can't remember because People online apparently knew this move from him, but I'm, it was an attitude adjustment is what it was, and won the match. So After, after cheating, he, he brought his cane in, gave two Lance Storm ECW-level <laughs> cr- crutch shots across, across Michael's back, and uh, then proceeded to, to, to win. Hit that FU. Uh, hit that FU to the crowd. Um, but Kenny came out, they had a, a series of promos. Well, no, no, K- Kenny came out like Roman Reigns, like The Rock coming out after Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble, like, I gotta save this shit real quick. Um, so that happened, he came out, like, with me it was just a matter of the pr- the promoter with a broken leg beat this seasoned DDT professional wrestler. He had a busted Achilles tendon. Come on, quit blowing it out of proportion. Um, and uh, the the CEO people appeared to enjoy it. Like they they were cheering for him when he showed up and everything. They knew who he was. It was just the the other half of it. The other half of the X uh, was just like who who. But yeah. then again, multiple things probably happened during the wrestling portion that you know the CEO people were like, "What strange world filled of oil filled with oily men have I stepped into?" <laughs> 
but then we got to then we got to the real wrestling. Well, hold on, no, no, no. Uh, okay, then we waited again. <laughs> we waited another ten minutes. It was longer than that. It took fifteen minutes for the ten minute countdown to start. Uh, so then we waited, and then the wrestling actually started, and um, there was a there was a kid at the end of our row. Uh, oh, I forgot about him. Who, by all accounts, he seemed like a pretty like he seemed like a good dude, like early early twenties. But I believe he may have had like some kind of um some kind of condition. Hold on, to quote the Dylan earlier the earlier in the day. That was not that was not that day. And don't you dare quote me. I believe a touch of the tism <laughs> is a quote. Ah, uh, but no, I, I don't think yeah he, he was just very excited um because his mom was there with him like kind of as like almost like helping him out um but he fucking loves jushin thunder like so much so much also part of the reason i don't want to write with that kid he was a good guy yeah, that yeah. whole match good sport dealt well with the fact that we were at the end of the other side of his road just talking shit the whole time didn't once tell us to be quiet yeah uh but he fucking lost his shit when Jushin Thunder Liger's music hit after Rocky entered the ring. Well, it was amazing. My favorite, and I felt so bad for Rocky because Rocky's entrance, everyone was like, fuck yeah, it's Rocky Romero. Romero's here, hell yeah. And then Liger came out and instantly made Rocky a heel. Like, <laughs> instantly. It did not matter what Rocky could have... Liger could have punted a baby out of the ring, and Rocky still would have been the biggest heel in that building that night. And uh, I guess the wrestlers realizing this, I, I was probably playing that you know Jushin wins. They probably they probably had a good idea of what was going to go down. So you know, Jushin wins after a pretty decent match and a decent commentary by us. We warmed everybody up, got them used to what was coming. Uh, second match was. That was- um, that was the tag match which saw um, G.O.D., which, oh, yeah. which, by the way, earlier in the night, I remember when we got in for the meet and greet, like, I just because I wanted to get G.O.D. to do an intro for the podcast. I walked in, looked at the table, said, I ain't getting shit today. <laughs> um, but it was G.O.D. versus uh, Juice Robinson and a man who we came up with roughly 50 monikers for, <laughs> David Finley. Let's see uh, if I remember. I remember uh, professional the, professional dad bod enthusiast, the lost member of sanity, um, the specter of the thousandth ghost in the haunted mansion, David Finley. Um, my personal favorite moment of the match, however, was and this was one of your calls in our commentary booth. Uh, David Finley trying to show off the guns while his muffin top proudly goes over the uh, top of his trunks. No, no, that was for Chase later. But oh, I, that Chase? No, that was Chase, unfortunately. Da- da- David uh, David had his own fair share of ribs during the match. A decent match. They actually got... Props to them. They actually got the crowd behind them despite G.O.D. being in the match. Yeah, exactly. Uh, scary moment of the match, actually. Um... Tonga, Tonga Loa got uh, up and overed out of the ring and hit the cameraman <laughs> with his body. Scotty's laughing. I was worried because the camera guy went back and then, you know, freaking Tonga's holding his side as he gets back around for the tag. Yeah. But uh, after a couple of uh, of really sweet gun stuns, because I guess they, uh, 
I guess they didn't want to bother trying to do the tag move, <laughs> potentially after after Tonga fucking hit the camera. Uh, G.O.D. won, so it's it pretty good. Uh, pretty good house show so far mm-hmm. for us. Well, my favorite my favorite call was mine, which was, of course, we all know the story behind this match, which is the fact that Juice Robinson and David Finley look upset that G.O.D. have a hot topic sponsorship when clearly those two are the ones who need it more than anything else. I got a good pop. That was a good. That was mm-hmm. that was a good bit. Uh, so yeah, fin, fin juice unfortunately loses, but uh, good time, good match all around. Uh, third match was the that was our magnum opus of a fucking commentary team because it was Chase Owens versus Jeff Cobb. And I started that match solo because you said, "Oh, this is a Chase Owens match. I can go get a drink." <laughs> yeah. You, Chase Owens was your piss break match, so I started off for our uh, for commentary. But it was actually it's a really good match. I gained a new level of respect for uh, for Chase Owens. He showed a lot of personality in the first singles match I think I've seen of his in a while because he's almost exclusively tag matches in New Japan. He had, he had some funny spots. He got picked up by uh, by Jeff Cobb, oh, reached yeah. out to the ref and said, "Tag me." That's that was great. No, I felt bad. I felt bad for your for your sweet Liesel because as I was gone, I'm sure she thought, "Oh, Scotty's not here. Dylan's not going to do this dumb commentary bit anymore." But as soon as the match begins, I believe your exact quote was, "Well, I guess I'm working solo this one, ladies and gentlemen." And here we are with the battle of the top knots. And um, oh, what was it? Oh yeah, at one point during that match, uh, we kept going, and the guy in front of us just turns around and says, do you jackasses have a YouTube show or something? And I stared at Dylan like the fucking shill gods had blessed me forever. I was like, I get to shill on purpose? Yes! Somebody asked for once? <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I think. I think that was also the same guy who on Twitter earlier today said, "I'm gonna rewatch the CEO show just to see if the commentary is any better than the fight voice." And I was like, "Yes." But no. So that was a good match. Cobb going over, obviously, because Chase Owens can't win a match. It's possible. I was sad that they didn't do the uh, the pile driver spot from like the Chris Hero yeah. Jeff Cobb match at PWG where he gets pile driver and then stands up. And is like, I don't have a neck. <laughs> But still, really, really good, uh, good match. Uh, one, of, one of the better ones. Yeah, and then um, after that, uh, we waited. We waited another ten, fifteen minutes, and I just sat there wondering why a five match card had an intermission. I mean, every two matches. Uh, yeah, that went, and then we went to Rapungi three K versus Dragon Lee and Ryusuke Taguchi, mm-hmm. um, in a. Sup- Prize to both of us, Ryusuke Taguchi was mega fucking over with the CEO crowd. Potentially because of his kick-ass, like, fucking brass section music, but also probably because he hits people with his ass and that just appeals to gamers. Well, no, no, my favorite was the fact that that was the match that made me eat my words because... Because uh, that second intermission, it killed me. It almost because like we had stopped doing commentary as hard as we did beforehand. Because I was just exhausted, and I think I was on my third, second, or third drink of the night at that point. And um, 
uh, I think my exact quote was, this crowd with all the enthusiasm of a Roman Reigns WrestleMania main event, and right after I said that, uh, I can't remember if it was show or yo, like did a fucking massive dive to the outside. No, it was Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee hit like a dive to the outside, got back in the ring, ran, hit another dive on the other member of Rapungi 3K, and then I just had to tag on. And Dragon Lee forcing me to eat my words. Yeah, another another good match. Uh, there were no bad matches, with the exception of Florida Man versus versus Jewish Alberto Del Rio. Um. But yeah, it was very surprising how much the crowd was was into that, especially that late into the card for like the the match that was essentially supposed to be the hey, it's okay, the Golden Lovers versus Lij is coming soon, mm-hmm. and that match did come after another intermission. <laughs> wait, was there? Uh, no, wait, no, there wasn't for the last but one. But we did have to wait. I'm but sure. we did have to wait, uh, and not just because Naito takes a while to come out to his own music. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. But um. Actually, before we get to the main event, let's talk about the uh, the setup for this show. So it was in a decent size, decent size. It was reason. a pretty decent, decent yeah, yeah. size place. Uh, I would say thirty five percent vacant, forty percent vacant. I would say probably like a WCW house show amount of people in there. Like it was. Because, like, at first they had all the lights up, and then, like, halfway through the show they had to fade on the top half to make sure no one saw how few people were up there in the top half. Which, uh, unfortunately, Tama Tonga said, you can go fuck yourself about that, because Tama started bringing people up there to beat them up. Oh, yeah, there was a good walk and brawl in that, where Tama left David Finley at the top of the stairs. I forgot he just left him there. <laughs> Didn't didn't like do a beat up there and back left him there was like well that's enough of that went back to whoop up on on uh, on Juice Robinson, uh but so there was a pretty impressive setup they had smoke they had lights unfortunately the lights blocked the main screen and the main screen's darkness was uh sorry brightness was lower than all the other ones so if that was the one you were trying to watch action that you couldn't see on you could go. F- Fuck yourself. If you, like, every once in a while in a WWE show, if a match is bad, they'll, like, send down a beach ball and stuff, and you'll see the crowd looking away. You would see that during this CEO show, but that's not because we were trying to avoid the match. We were just turning around to watch the screen behind us. Also, uh, that screen was blocked by lasers. (laughs) All right. Numerous, numerous lights of purple and yellow. That were just directly in front of it. So, like I said, just fuck you if that was how you were trying to watch. Um, but watch we did as the main event of Lij versus the Golden Lovers occurred, and it is it was very hard to tell who was more over in that match. Uh, the wrestlers are Daryl. Daryl, I was happy you brought it up. Daryl was the most over. The most upsetting thing to me, however was the fact that Coda did not pull off some awesome, like, Yoshihiko spots when he tra- tried to fight Daryl. Oh, yeah, at one, at one point, uh, Hiromu, after doing the back-and-forth getting cheers, uh, with Co- uh, uh, back-and-forth against Coda getting cheers for Daryl, well, put him well, down... Let's just talk about that, because everyone else there was cheering, like, Hiromu would get up and people would cheer, then Coda would get up and people would cheer... 
and Dylan was just sitting there like, fucking start the match, please. I love both of you so much, but I just want to see you wrestle. Mostly tired at that point. I knew I had to drive back. But uh, he put Daryl down in LIJ's corner, and then Coda proceeded to ignore him completely and stare down Daryl. I thought he was staring down uh, Naito. No, he was staring down Daryl, proceeded to kick Daryl while fucking Kenny cackled and clapped like a madman. This man is the IWGP champion. He is the face of the company now. That was what he did at this weird show. That was the, uh, like they let their DDT flag fly. Which, by the way, to a chorus of boos, the Golden Lovers easily probably the most over people there. The pe- one of them being the person who started all of this, and they got booed out of the arena because they beat up a toy cat. Uh, but then the match actually started, and that all changed. But it was very hard to tell, like who was. You know who people were cheering for. Everybody was very into uh, into Lij, very into the Golden Lovers. There was a, a bit where um, Brawly outside Kenny got double suplexed onto the ramp. Uh, Kenny uh, on his back for a lot of that match, taking uh, looking looking you know not as not as strong for a champion, but it was a tag match, uh, but good tag match nonetheless. And uh, and we uh, in the course of that match watched Tetsuya Naito die. So many, actually, no, no, no. Coda died a few times too. Oh, yeah. But Coda, Coda decided, you know what? I want to take Hiromu's sunset bomb to the outside, but I want to take it like with a delay, and then I want to try to take it on the top of my head. Yeah. If I could just square on the dome, not on the crown where it'd be protected, just unprotected headshot to the back of the head. At which point, Naito, I think he saw it and went, oh, "I can do better than that." And then what was the spot? It was a suplex into a no, no. It was it's a it's a power like it's a turnbuckle bomb, but instead of throwing it to the turnbuckle, you he threw it basically basketball past it to uh, Abushi, who German suplex Naito exclusively on his neck, high angle exclusive neck suplex. I stood up in the crowd and went, "Oh God, he's dead." I like wherever where, like I was actual concern. I was I looked around. No one else. I was like, he's your neck's not supposed to bend like that for that move. It can, but it shouldn't. Well, no, no. For me, I didn't see the bend. I just saw the move. I was like, that's a really cool move. And then next to me, I just see Dylan stand up and scream, "He's dead!" <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, oh shit. Okay, cool. Uh, that so that effectively kept Naito out of the finish, which was the uh, the golden, uh, golden yeah the golden trigger. Um, you know, golden lovers win. Crowd goes home happy. We have to listen to the money mark promoter say a few words and present Coda and the Ed Kenny with a weird CEO belt that Coda looked like he didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because he hasn't held a title in a while. Um, <laughs> and then and then we drove. Two fucking hours at midnight to get back home. At which point, one point, Dylan had to take a nap in a Taco Bell parking lot to get us home properly. Which made the third Taco Bell we stopped in that trip. <laughs> one, one, one on the way there. One on the two, two on the way back. One, only, only one to actually get food. But uh, yeah, that was our trip. That was a. Uh... That's a good good atmosphere. I really hope they end up doing it again next year. I'd really like to see a CEO New Japan 2. 
Uh, hopefully, the bad press of the the dark match doesn't take away from the fact that this was a really good cross promotion. Um, maybe not in terms of attendance. Uh, because I, it, it, it definitely had a. This is the first time we've ever fucking done this. Please help. We'll figure it out as we go. Kind of feeling, but that that's just stuff that'll get better with time, and I think it will. Yeah, so we're really hoping that happens again. We'd love to make this a, a yearly trip for the Fight Boys. Maybe next year, all three of us can go. Uh, but God, that'll be even worse. That'll be like the raw commentary team. Then yeah. that'll. Shit, we might actually we might actually get kicked out then. <laughs> we might not do that one. That would be a bad idea. Might be a great idea actually. Let's. Yeah. I, I take that back. I mean, we shut up for the last two matches. Well, no, no, that was my favorite point, part, and we're going long. And I'm sorry about this. This is gonna be the longest Fight Boys episode of all time. But um, during the main event, as always, a bunch of drunk smarks just start. They're always like three rows behind. It doesn't matter what show you're at. There's always a bunch of drunk smarks three rows behind you, and they started going off. And part of me was upset because they were just being dicks, but the other part of me was happy because then I went, oh, wait a minute, now me and Dylan are the cool heels, and then these are the evil heels that we have to defeat. But yeah, uh, it was a really good show. It was just really long for a five-match card. And then there was a lot of technical difficulties because, like I said, this is a different way of doing tickets because it wasn't like you know, uh, floor tickets and all that, like you had to do for CEO, so. But yeah, so I guess now we're just going to send it back to me shilling some bullshit. Let's go. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're sorry that me and Dylan talked for too long, but. We're also sorry about the likely uneven audio quality of that segment. Yeah. This Meanwhile, is... Blake's over there like, this is the easiest episode I've ever done of this fucking show. I mean, I'm just chilling on Reddit right now. I'm, yeah. I don't know why you had to make me sit through listening to the whole 20 minutes, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you, I'm sorry, you had to do that. But you know what the people at home need to do, guys? Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS and give us your support. And by support, I do mean all of your money. Oh, but- I love that you just threw us that ball and we just let it drop to the ground. <laughs> no, I was waiting. Then I was like, no, they're going to be dicks and I'm just going to let them keep going. That was, that was you coming in for the hot tag and both Dylan and I pulled our hands away. And dropped down the it was like It was like a... It was like a trust fall where we let you fall on the concrete. It really was. Yeah. Except it was like, it, it was one of those Adam Rose trust falls off of the apron. Oh, yeah. I pulled a Chris Jericho where I, like, danced around a lot and then, like, just slapped Daniel Bryan and just left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, guys, patreon.com slash load of BS is where you can support all of the BS network, a load of BS, Fight Boys, Opposite Attractions, Fun Fictions, all your favorites. Just donate over at patreon.com slash a load of BS, which means boys, 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 it's now time to turn it over to everybody's favorite commentators, Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Uh... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, 
Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man, a man who, of course, had him a, a nice vacation last week. Nice, I saw you went down to the Disney World. It is Captain Tibbs. I went to Disney World Tokyo. That's right, Tibbs. How was that? It was fun. I like Japan. All right. I went to the Ribera Steakhouse, but I got banned in 1976. <laughs> the Ryback Steakhouse. All right. Well, Tibbs, I mean, while you they were gone. They set my jacket on fire. <laughs> while you were gone, there was a, there was, you, you, you missed a lot of controversy. Let me just say, firstly, the JWF tag titles are, have, they've been stolen. Bananas in pajamas came out during the Rat Sentience match, thefted those titles straight out from under their noses, allowing the Hammerman to get a victory. What? Yeah, <laughs> the Hammerman. I missed it. Yeah, you missed the Hammerman's no! first victory in the JWF. Dad, damn it! But of course, Tibbs. Who knows? That might give him a little bit of momentum, headed into possibly becoming the number one contender. For the JWF captain's title. I mean, after all, we've talked about it. We had that triple threat a couple of weeks ago, and of course, the Dylan came out and attacked everybody during it. We still have no number one contender for the JWF captain's title, but the captain's champion himself, Canada Charlie, he may have something to say about that. Let's go to the ring. So, uh, it appears that Captain Tibbs is trying once again to force me into a match that I ain't never asked for, and I didn't want. He's gonna pit three great, wonderful superstars, I'm sure. Some of the best in the JWF today, oh, no doubt about it, against one another to face me. And now even the Dylan's got his name in the hat for number one contender. But there's a problem with all that, my friends here. There's a, there's a problem that my, uh, thought, <clears throat> no, that, uh, Captain Tibbs <laughs> seems to be, he having that he doesn't really realize. And that problem is that I'm Canada friggin' Charlie. I'm the champion here. I decide who I face, and when I face them, and how I face them. I think that it's time to prove that old Charlie is the fighting champion that we all really know he is, despite what you might say about him. I'm gonna prove that I'm every gosh darn bit as good as I say I am. So what do you think, Birmingham? How about this? I'm gonna issue an open challenge to the first man that walks down that ramp <coughs> They will be the instantaneous number one contender to the captain's champion. And there's nothing that Tibbs can say or do to change that. So if you would like a little bit of this, you may come and take a little bit of this. Alright, well Tibbs, um, looks like Charlie's doing your job for you, giving the instant number one contendership to whoever may enter, and it looks like... Who in the blue hell is this, Tibbs? Who? It looks like just this little fella walking down, no more than three feet tall, skinnier than a stick. Looks like he's crawling into the ring. What the hell is this? 
Oh, this is this is gonna be something special. All right, let's hear what Charlie's got to say. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it, it looks like we got a competitor here. Uh, you sure you you sure you you wanted to do this? Maybe I should call your parents. They probably worried about you, huh? What's your name, little guy? Name's Little Jim. I'm sorry. What was that? Name's Little Jim. Little Jim. Yep, it's me, and Little Jim. All right. Well, Little Jim, let me welcome you to the big leagues. You got anything else to say before our match right here and I beat your ass so bad that you're just going to be going back to your mama and daddy in a in a little uh tiny wooden box? Yeah, well, I mean, that feels a bit presumptuous, but um, I just want to talk to the people. I'll tell Gypsy to, talk, to fight for his family. I fight for country and I fight for justice. Is there a little Jim? Little Jim's here to be a champion you can be proud of. After he cleaned the toilets, being used as a, as a dish rag. They used me as a dish rag. But I'm here now and I'm, I'm, I'm here to fight. Wait a minute. So, are you Warwick Davis? No. No, I'm Little Jim. Now hold on, I think that you're Warwick. Oh God! Looks like Charlie immediately attacking Little Jeb, knocking the microphone out of his hand. The cr chorus of boos raining down on Charlie as he demands the official ring the bell. It looks like Shibata's actually calling for it. Tibbs, we've got us a match for the captain's title. Well, I think that was a little uncalled for. That's right. Ooh, but Charlie's still a torrent. A torrent of punches raining down onto the face of Little Jeb. Before Charlie picks him up and ooh, a massive Canadian DDT. And Charlie just putting a boot against Jeb's chest, pinning him for one, two, three. And Tibbs, I mean, he's defended his title, but I'd say under dastardly means. I mean, little Jeb, little Jeb, I think, could have done that if he hadn't had that sneak attack. My God, stop, he's already dead. That's right, but now Charlie just kicking Jeb out of the ring. Let's hear what he's got to say. Okay, get this little piece of moose crap out of my ring, all right? Thank you so much. Okay, what the heck was that, huh? So did that satisfy you out there? I fought, I earned my victory in the ring, and I proved to you why I should hold this captain's championship. All right? So I don't need any of you silly mother truckers coming out and telling me that I didn't defend my re my title in the ring. I don't need to prove myself against Mojo Gruff or that Hammer Man, and certainly not the Lumberjack. I'm Canada Darn Charlie, darn darn it. I'm a winner. Oh, Tibbs, I mean... Looks like Charlie's definitely trying to prove something out in the ring. He's trying to prove that he's a winner. But, I mean, what what does this say to you? I mean, do you think there is, should be a number one contender? And should it be any of the men that he listed? I, uh, you know what, Sills? I'm thinking maybe it might need to be all of Oh, so possibly a, a fatal four-way match with Hammerman, Mojo Gruff, the Lumberjack, and... 
of course, the Captain's Champion Canada, Charlie. That sounds like a hell of a match. And you know what? Throw in Lil Jeb. I don't know. Hold on. No, he is still not moving. Lil Jeb is frozen in place. So I think Lil Jeb may have to watch on from the sidelines. But uh, Oh, he'll be there in spirit. It's okay. That's right. But of course, speaking of a man who's been forced to watch on from the sidelines, I want to talk about Blake Tanner, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, who for the past two weeks, Tibbs, it's almost seemed like he's been put on the back burner. Of course, the feud between Scotty Moore and Ryback kind of taking precedent over that. But of course, you announced earlier today that there's going to be a triple threat match at excessive force of Ryback versus Scotty Moore and Blake Tanner. Tibbs, I mean, what do you think about that match? Well, I really didn't want the champion to be left out, you know what I'm saying? And since uh, it's just such a wonderful opportunity to get all three of these guys in the ring, no allegiances, no nothing, just a knockdown drag out brawl. <laughs> That's right, Tibbs. And of course, Blake Tanner. Blake Tanner, you know he's got a lot to say. He's been forced to be quiet for a few weeks, and you know that boy loves to talk. So we sent one of our top interviewers backstage to hang out with Blake Tanner. Let's hear what they had to say. Hello everybody, Don the Don McDonald here with JWF champion Blake Tanner. Now Blake, earlier today Captain Tibbs announced that after the controversial ending to their match last week, both Ryback and Scotty Moore would be facing you at the next pay-per-view excessive force in a triple threat match. I, I mean, how, how can you be reacting to that dude? Well, Don, I think that most people would think that I would be upset about that kind of news, right? I would have to go out there and defend my title against two men in one match. That's barbaric. They could brutalize me, beat me within an inch of my life. They could utterly destroy me. Uh, but they can't. And that's the secret. Let me tell you why. Because... I am the champion. Alright? You, you follow me now? I could be angry about what Captain Tibbs has put me through, deciding to put me in this match, but I know that that would be pointless. I mean, after all, Scotty Moore, title shot after title shot after title shot, and he keeps coming back for more, and he keeps getting title shot after title shot after title shot. It's almost like his wins and losses don't even matter anymore. Huh. I don't know about that. I think that that's just a little lapse in management here. <laughs> I bet you know who I'm going to be targeting in that match, though, right? The truth about this match is, really, it was created... So Scotty Moore and Ryback could settle their differences and beat each other up in the ring. And I have to accept that. I have to accept that I am just an accessory added onto this match. I have to accept that these two have to settle this little feud that's been going on to them. And guess what? I'm going to be in the crossfire. Tibbs has seen fit to throw his champion into the middle of this blood feud because why? 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 Oh, no no reason? Nothing? Alright, fine. I'm gonna go in there, and I'm gonna fight, 
and I'm going to be the champion that you know I am. Because when you throw me in the middle of this crossfire between Scotty Moore and Ryback, I'm going to be shooting right back. Excessive Force isn't just a clever pay-per-view name. I will give him that. It's a very good name. It's what I'm going to have to use against Ryback and Scotty Moore to prove to everyone in that ring, in the audience, to prove to Captain Tibbs again why I'm the champion. I'm going to have to use excessive force against Scotty Moore and Ryback just to remind Tibbs that I'm his champion in his damn company. And for the past two weeks, he's been more focused on the silly teenage drama between these two total divas, Scotty and Ryback. And it's really pissing me off. Because you really should be focusing on the men with the gold around their waist. At least that's, that's everything that I thought that this sport was about. But I don't know anymore. So that's why at Excessive Force... I'm going to make sure I'm going to show Captain Tibbs what he really needs to be focusing on. Bring him back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. And it's me, the B, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. All right. Well, Tibbs, it seems like Blake Tanner, he almost sounds like he's got a problem with you, Tibbs. I mean, would you agree that... It was wrong of you to not be focusing on him for the past two weeks. I mean, I, I do agree. Scotty Moore and Ryback, that is something that people need to see, the people need to hear about. But, but do you agree with Blake Tanner that he should also be holding that spot on the card? Now, perhaps at my time off, I have been a little negligent in places that I've needed to be. I've been more focused on going on to the Tokyo Haunted Mansion ride and how it's different than the rest and actually learning Japanese, but I will say my focus is right back where it needs to be right now. That's why I made this match. Alright, Tibbs. Now, of course, it, it almost seems like Scotty Moore and Ryback, they've kind of shoved their way into the title scene, but no stronger than a certain other two men who definitely shoved their way into the JWF tag title scene and that is Bananas in Pajamas who last week came out during the Rat Sinchins match against the Hammerman and Mojo Gruff and promptly stole the JWF tag titles away from the Rat Sinchin. Now of course I mean I don't really know how things work in this company. Do, do we recognize them as champions or? Technically no. But maybe. Alright, well, of course, uh, Bananas and Pajamas actually announced earlier today that they were going to end this show with, uh, they called it a banana bash, a huge party celebrating their victory, as they call it, at last week's episode of War, and I guess we need to go down to the ring for the banana bash. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ring, Bananas in pajama. Hey. Okay. My apologies, gentlemen. Welcome to the ring. Your JWF tag team champions, 
Bananas in pajamas. Yeah, yeah, that's right, boy. Yeah, we're the champs now. Hey, hey, you know, you know something, Joey? Hey, 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 what is it, Johnny? What? Tell me, tell me. You know, you know, when, when you and me, when we were just a couple little baba looks sitting on our papa's lap, watching the old JWF wrestling scene, people like Momoa Curry, Captain Tibbs, all of our favorites, I mean, who'd have thought that one day, who'd have thought that one day we would be champions? Well, uh, y you know, I kind of thought that we always could have been champions the whole time. Oh, you're damn right we could have been champions. Okay, I was oh, getting worried yeah. there oh, for a second. Me. If Captain Tibbs hadn't been holding us back, if the crowd hadn't been ignoring us, we would have held those titles longer than anybody in this entire biggity business. I mean, I certainly think we've earned it. We did all the work, went through all the struggles, and we stand here today proudly as your JWF Tag Team Champions. And that's why it's time to celebrate, Joey Boy. Get out the yeah. champagne. Get all these beautiful <laughs> ladies in the ring and let's get the party started. Now we bump in. All right, Tim. Looks like a big party going on between these boys. I mean, hell, I honestly think I wouldn't mind them being champions. What do you think? Yeah. That's right. And, and I mean, I, I, it's excitement. It's great. Oh. Well, speaking of excitement, here are two men who, I have to say, may be considered the antithesis of excitement, and that is the Rap Cinch and the, I hate to say it, the rightful JWF Tag Team Champions, and it looks like they are not happy. Hey, they tipped over my champagne. <laughs> well, uh, let's hear what the Rap Cinch have to say. <laughs> okay, okay, boys. Listen here, listen. I'm sorry to break up your little party here. But you're forgetting one little teensy, eensy, weensy thing. Tell him about it, Victor. Yeah, uh, you were, you're not the champions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we all, everybody here, we all saw what happened last week. You came out, you stole our belts, and now I'm falsely claiming to be the JWF champions when everyone here knows the truth, son. And that truth is the Rat Sension are the rightful owners of those belts. Oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 yeah, hey, oh, hey, 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 no, sorry. Yeah, we are sorry. Yeah, we sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, us two boys, give you two dudes a chance to win these Beltarooskis back, you know, put a little tit for tat in there, a little quid pro quo, as we call it, eh? And you're gonna get that opportunity in a fashion show. Mm. Ooh, 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 Joey, 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 I, I hear your ideas. I'm liking it, liking where you're coming from. But I just don't think that's fair to our little opponents right here. Because, I mean, me and you... With draped head to toe in gorgeous robes, and these two boom, these two are bigger rats than these girls in the ring. So, how about this? A little match I came up with a long time ago, I call it 
class warfare. And I don't think that's going to work what? much better here than my brother Eno because I... You know, me and you, we're like med students because, you know, we got class for days and these two are a couple of dropouts that ain't had class for many a year, you know? I mean, there's got to be a way we can let them earn these titles back, right? I mean, we did the fashion show, that wouldn't work. The class, no, they ain't got much class. Uh, a battle of wits. Ah, uh, but they've come unarmed. How about this one? How about this one instead? The next pay-per-view. Next old pay-per-view old Captain Tibbsy's putting out. It's excessive force, am I right? Well, Joey, how about me and you use a little bit of excessive force ourselves as we take on these Mamelukes in a match we know all too well? Because Joey and I... Hey, 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 Connor, look me in the eyes. Joey and I are from the streets. And that's why at the pay-per-view, we're willing to put these belts on the line in a street fight. What? No, no, no. Listen here. Rat Sension, the Rat Boy, we don't have to answer you. You stole our titles. We should be, we should be calling the police right now. I can't believe you actually think you're hey, number hey, one. Hey, 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 all right, hold on. Let Tibbs handle this situation. All right? Everyone calm down, damn it. Rat Sension, you might not answer to them. But you know, you do answer to me. And personally, I think our little show next week needs a little more excitement. A little more violence, huh? So, I like old Johnny but what's the names idea. I don't understand most of what they say, but I heard a couple words in there that I think really get me going. At excessive force, we're gonna have the rat sentient versus bananas in pajamas in a street fight. Oh my god, Tibbs! Absolutely fantastic announcement, and I guess that completes our card for excessive force. We already know everything that's gonna be going down. Triple threat match for the JWF title. Scotty Moore, Ryback, Blake Tanner. A fatal four-way match as uh, as uh, we are going to have the Hammer Man taking on Mojo Gruff, taking on the uh, taking on the Lumberjack, taking on the champion Canada Charlie, and then finally this match as Bananas in Pajamas take on the Rat Sension. I, Tibbs, this is going to be some excessive force, I think. going to be a real rumble. That's right, but we still have one episode of JWF War to get through before we hit excessive force. So in order to find out about that, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. Oh, so boys, boys, it's been an episode. We've learned a lot, but what did you learn the most? Uh, I learned that the uh, the G1 pickums are up on Reddit and YouTube fuckers need to go and fill those out <laughs> uh i learned that the best weeks for me on this show are the ones where i don't have to do anything for 20 minutes it's <laughs> a really good one and really all you have to do to make a segment great is add the uh eric andre show stinger at the end yeah and I learned that if you ever put me and Dylan alone in a room, we will go 30 minutes when we were supposed to go 15. 
so Dylan, insert in, insert Ric Flair sixty minute man promo <laughs> here. Woo! Minute man. You don't know what sixty minute is in a bedroom or the ring. Woo! Uh, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at sexy Chucky T. Blake, where can they find you, my boy? Blake A Tanner on Twitter and at the Darkroom Vidya doing video game videos. That's right. Yeah, we saw your headquarters there at uh, at Universal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to go onto Amazon and buy all of my books, the Queasel Corp Trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Make sure to check them all out, ladies and gentlemen. And make sure to check out the other BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com. There's a load of BS with me and Blake. There's fun fiction. There's opposite attractions. We got stuff to meet everybody's tastes over at a load of pure BS. Dot com and just want to remind you out there ladies and gentlemen to rate on itunes subscribe if you're on youtube like subscribe do all mm. that fantastic stuff there ladies and gentlemen every single little bit you can do helps and as always you can find us at a load of purebs.com step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, donate to the Patreon, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>